and welcome to Philly and the Over, a brand new Philadelphia-based sports gambling podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe Simonera. I'm joined by Shane Curran. Shane, tell us what's on tap for today. Fantasy football rankings. All right, time to cash in. All right, Shane, it's that time of year again, fantasy football. I just completed my third draft last night. I'm very confident in all three of my teams, of course, because uh, because I use my rankings. And and on today's show, we're going to talk about some uh, some some players and and where we have them, where we think they should be going, where they are currently going. Uh, we're going to get into a pretty pretty good. It's it's it's. I think this is our bread and butter fantasy. We're both uh, pr- pretty pretty seasoned fantasy players for for quite a long time so uh so we hope uh we hope we can help you win your league this year i i think i'm going to be winning at least two of my three if if i lose one it'll just be a fluke but let's get into a chain where where do we see some players that are uh kind of falling in the expert consensus rankings and and let's let's kind of pick that apart yeah let's do it let's jump into the to the uh, expert consensus rankings we'll start by going through some of the quarterbacks and uh as i go through these names joe i know these differ from your rankings because i know they differ from my rankings so We'll go through any player that jumps out uh, after I get through the first 10, just jump in and, uh, and we'll dive into, uh, into our projections. So first is Josh Allen, followed by Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Let's actually stop after the first five there. So um, not to, not to overload people too much information who, uh, what do you like from that group, Joe? I I, I can't argue with first two Allen and Herbert. Totally fine. Um, where I would would change is I'm flipping uh, Jackson and Mahomes. I think Lamar Jackson. We've talked about this on several shows. I think he has a huge year. I have him in two of my leagues. I wish I could have got him in three, but I'm going Jackson as my third quarterback. Um, I think Kyler Murray at five. Kyler Murray's trending down. There's been that that contract kind of stupid stuff where he can't play video games or whatever. Has to watch a lot of film <laughs> or whatever it was. It was all just nonsense. But I do think he he's trending down a little bit. You have Hopkins with a suspension and um I think that could hurt him a little bit. So I actually have him ranked a little bit further down. I have I actually have him seventh. Um and my fifth quarterback is is uh Eagles Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I actually I have Jackson a little bit further down, but it's it's in the same group. So my top two are also Allen and, and Herbert. And then from that I have a group of Let's see, uh, five, one of which we we haven't mentioned yet, but Hurts that you just mentioned falls into that group too. So with Mahomes, last year there were there were a lot of fluky plays that happened in terms of like he would throw some passes and it seemed mm-hmm. like his receivers were almost like doing a tip drill where they would just tip it up and it led to a lot of interceptions, especially early in the year. The second half, those type of scenarios stopped happening. So in terms of his interceptions, I see them coming down a little bit, obviously with, with Hill going out. We, we don't know what to really expect. So there is that question mark there, but ultimately it's a quarterback in Andy Reid's offense and a great quarterback in Andy Reid's offense. So I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, I am. I'm not as concerned as I think some people might be about about uh, Tyree Kill being gone. But and it was an uncharacteristic year last year for him, and it's not really a. a I mean, I have him fourth, and I think him and him and Jackson. You know, for me, I, I could kind of flip flop. I'm a little bit higher on Jackson this year, but uh, but yeah, I think Mahomes is is okay. Certainly, he should be in your top five. Yeah, and Hertz, I had fourth. So you you okay. brought him in. He was, um, I guess, he's ranked six on the expert consensus rankings. Okay. I had him fourth, but he's really close to Wilson, 
um, who we haven't mentioned yet. So that's one mm-hmm. of the ones that I have uh, jumped up there, but also Marion Jackson. And I think this group, it just comes down to the, the Russian quarterbacks. Wilson, not so much in that group, but the, the Russian quarterbacks and those extra seven to a thousand, 700 to a thousand yards, you're going to get rushing plus, you know, six to 10 touchdowns from these guys. Um, Mary, we, we talked about all, all the offseason stuff. He's, he's been creeping down my rankings and Jackson with the contract that was looming out there. I early in the year, like he's been climbing up a little bit since, but, but I just thought that was, it was just a weird scenario, weird offseason for him too. I mean, going on Twitter to complain about the, uh, Hollywood <laughs> Brown trade, uh, that's just never really great to have the organization yeah. and the quarterback, not on the same page. Yeah. Um, but it seems like that's sort of just kind of got brushed away, which is, which is great. When we look at Hertz, though, I had him higher on my rankings mainly because I'm an Eagles fan, right? So, but no, but really the the reason is their their offensive line is just so great. They obviously add some weapons. Everyone knows that AJ Brown's there now. Devontae Smith will now no longer receive uh you know the the number one wide yep. receiver treatment and uh, Goddard in the middle. So with the all the weapons around him, the offensive line, there's really no reason for him to and fail. You, and you and you have really really good pass catching running backs out of the backfield, especially Boston spot or Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell. Um, So I I think that he's just loaded with weapons. And like you said, you know, you look for these rushing quarterbacks, they're going to get yards. They're going to get touchdowns. I mean, he he can run the ball too. So I think that there's, there's a lot of value and it hurts. And, and we, we, I think we have to, as Philadelphia league or Philadelphia based league drafters kind of have to put him higher if you want to get him because you know, the, the people that don't know anything about, about football or fantasy are going to draft Eagles players in your in your draft. And so Hertz is going to go a lot higher than he would, you know, in a draft taking place in Michigan or something. So yeah, you do have to kind of factor that in too. And I think that that's really one of the reasons why I moved him up. I, I didn't get him in any league um, because I still didn't didn't get him in a spot where I th- thought it was good value. But, um, and, and they just go so uh, Eagles players just go early. But uh, so of these top five, I mean, where, where were you targeting you know, I, I think we we tend to fall on the spectrum of waiting to take quarterbacks, uh, you know, a little bit later, not being the first one to to take one. But, you know, where's the earliest you would take the the Allen Herbert? It, it's actually it's kind of uh, it, it's kind of interesting for, for me because, I, you know, I, I in the draft positions I had, I, I was never going to take one. I think I would have taken maybe Allen. I, I mean, me personally if I'm drafting somewhere towards like the middle and I'm in the middle of the third round, I might, I might look from there. Um, Herbert, maybe a little bit after that, but, but I, I just was never in a position to even have to consider that in any of any of my leagues this year. Yeah. With, with Allen, I mean, I, I had, a in our, our league main league, uh, toward, I, I picked toward the end of the, the, the first round, I had the ninth pick. So mm-hmm. that three, four turn is where like he may have been considered, but it all depended on if the wide receivers I went there were gone. And if Kyle Pitts was gone, yep. if they were gone, I would consider taking him. Cause as we'll get to it, a lot of the wide receiver depth, I really like was in that like five to eight range. And that's mm-hmm. where I was targeting a lot of my, my starting receivers. Cause I, I thought there's just such good value there. Yep. So, um, as we keep going down the list on the expert consensus rankings, uh, Jalen Hurts is sixth, as we just talked about. Joe Burrow, seventh. Tom Brady, eighth. Russell Wilson, ninth. And Dak Prescott, 10th. Now, I gave a little preview that I actually have Wilson ranked fifth on that list. And the main reason is uh, the, you know, his wide receivers aren't as good as what he had in Seattle. Um, his, his offensive line in Seattle was always just so bad. Now, yeah. Denver's isn't supposed to be a great offensive line by any means, but it's, you know, sort of middle of the pack, probably a little bit uh, toward the, the bottom tier of that middle of the pack. But I think he's going to just get enough 
um, enough protection to really unlock some of the young, speedy wide receivers that he has on that team. The other thing is, you know, the whole let Russ cook scenario, like yeah, that, that, yep. that was going on last year. And when he passes the ball, he tends to do pretty well. They're just giving him the keys. It's going to be very similar to what they did with Manning, where it's like, what offense do you want to run? Okay, go ahead and do that. And let's just see what you got. We, we gave up all this capital for you. Here are the keys to the kingdom. Do whatever you want. And I, I sort of think he's just going to go out there and sling the ball around. Yeah. And, and I mean, who, who are the, who are 11 and 12 in the, in the, uh, consensus rankings. Uh, that would be Trey Lance and Matthew Stafford. All right. So I've, I have no issue there. So, so I think that those are the 12 quarterbacks you want to get. Um, you probably want one of those guys. If you're going anywhere else, you're rolling the dice a little bit, but if you are one of those people that just wait forever to draft, there's going to be people taking two quarterbacks before you take one. And um, that's going to happen in, in every league. I think that, that you look at that, at that group of, of Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, um, you know, Dak at 10. Uh, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm actually, I'm not going to put, I'm going to put Wilson above that group. So you look at Brady, Prescott, Lance, Stafford. I think that you could hit on, on one of those four quarterbacks. I, I mean, Trey Lance has a ton of hype. I just took him, I took him in the league uh, drafted last night. Um, I, I think that there's a ton of hype around him, but I do think that, that he brings uh, some, some real dynamic playmaking ability where, where he can do a lot. He can, he can definitely sling the ball, but he can also run and, and dig off. So I think that, you know, if you, if you do wait, and you can grab one of those guys, you know, in the later rounds. I think that you're really in good shape getting one of those last four of the, you know, top twelve quarterbacks. You know, per se, I, I'm I'm pretty. My rankings are basically similar to um, what what that consensus was. So I think you really can't go wrong there. And then, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about you know guys that are kind of going twelve through twenty and backup type guys. But if you are really waiting, you might have to grab one of them too. Um, but but Shane, we can we can get into that in a second. But that's that's my two cents is you can wait on a quarterback and get somebody who could finish in the top five in the bottom, you know, going, going number eight through 12 or eight through 15, even. So to, to back up that point, Joe, and I think that's a, that's a good point. So now I, I heard a stat earlier this week and I forget the, the exact numbers of, of how, what, what, which rounds it was in, but, uh, in the past four years, okay. The quarterbacks to finish number one or number two within the past four years, that's eight quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, only one has been drafted within the top. I think it was either the top five or the top eight quarterbacks overall. So what that means is there's not a lot of repeat action at the top of the list. I yeah. think Josh Allen was the first one to do it in that four year span, which is last year when he finished, I think he finished quarterback, uh, one or two. Yep. Um, so, you know, looking at that, there's, there's always talent, talent later on. You think about just last year, Rogers, right? He went 13th, yep. Yep. uh, you know, a few years before that, you know, Stafford last year, he wasn't on anyone's top 10 no. and those guys are going to finish top, you know, top their, uh, top the board. So just got to keep an eye out for those guys. Yes. And, you yep. know, you mentioned 12 guys that you would take as your starting quarterback. I actually had 14, uh, total. So Rogers is 13th and, uh, cousins is 14th. Um, I think cousins has the possibility to have a big year again. I mean, he always, he seems to always put up 30 touchdowns and I think with Zimmer gone, he should have the option to really sling the ball around yeah. even more. It's going to look more similar to the Rams offense than, uh, than it has in the, in the previous few years. So I think Thielen and Jefferson are both going to have a huge year based on, uh, based on that, uh, head coaching change. Where do you have Carr? Derek Carr. So Carr was actually right next for me. So he, okay. he was 15th on yep. my list. Uh, I had him, I had him right behind those guys. So, 
Um, another reason I, I think they're going to be down in a lot of games. And I think they're, you know, with Hunter Renfro and Adams, we'll see what happens with Waller, but just with those two guys, they're two of the more difficult guys to cover in the whole league. I think that cars car set up to have a, a huge year. I think gotta, he's going to be, they got to throw the ball. A lot. They really yeah. have to throw the ball a ton. So yeah, he, I actually have him what, just 13. So right ahead of cousins and, and Rogers, but, but again, um, yeah, I, I, I drafted car as my backup, um, in one or two leagues, but yeah, I would actually be comfortable having him. So I would say I'd have 13 quarterbacks. I'd be comfortable with his, as my starter. Um, besides these guys, any guys yeah. down the list that you, you'd, think could could make that leap into that top 10 type conversation and there's there's a few that that sort of stand out to me that you're not quite sure if they're ready to make the leap but you know i wouldn't be surprised if they did yeah it's really tough because a lot of a lot of the the guys that you know i i think could do it just don't have a good supporting cast that would be justin field trevor lawrence I, like we talked about before no one talks about trevor lawrence at all and god knows what that guy's cooking up with with Doug peterson right now so he could be one to keep an eye out for but i just don't know that the weapons are, are going to be there for him um so i think the the obvious guy who's getting drafted a little bit later is matt ryan um he's going to be on a very good team he he I, he's going to have you know an offensive line that doesn't scare you it's going to be the best offensive line that he's I'm sure ever played behind. Um, so he's going to have plenty of time to get back and throw. And then I think Michael Pittman's really a great weapon for, uh, for the Colts. So Matt Ryan would be a guy that I would, I would target later. If, um, um, you know, if you, if you're looking for kind of a guy, you can be confident starting and you have the rest of your team totally built out really well. Or if you're looking for, for a strong backup who could, who could pop and then maybe you're playing him uh, more than you think. But I think Ryan's the guy for me. Yeah, I agree. I, Ryan's up there. You know, if you look at talking about the weapons around them, like, Tua is, has the weapons. Winston mm-hmm. has the weapons. Those yeah. are two guys that, if you just look at where the you know wide receivers are being drafted for you know the Dolphins, for instance, if they meet their projections at wide receiver, that means that Tua is exceeding his expectations yep. at quarterback. Right. Um, the other guys to look out for Lawrence. You mentioned that second year quarterback trying to make the leap. You've seen it so many times over the past few years. Uh, and uh, the other guy Mayfield, I, I would keep an eye out for him. I think. You know, he's coming in yeah. trying to prove something. DJ Moore's a great receiver. He has, uh, you know, probably the best running back in football uh, or most versatile running back in football to yep. dump the ball off to and just say, make a play. I mean, we saw Cam Newton do that, not being able to really throw the ball downfield and just toss it to him. And he gets all the yards after the catch, right? So uh, I think those are a few guys, if you're if you're really struggling and, and, and everyone else gets taken. Um, how about any of the top uh, 10 guys that, that you think might bust? Um, I, I can jump that Prescott's the one that, that jumps out to me with what's going on with their offensive line, uh, losing some talent at wide receiver and Cooper and, and not really bringing in anyone to replace it. Gallup starting out the year injured. It just seems like, uh, he, he's going to have to overcome a lot more, uh, this year with, with less weapons and, and less protection. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, bust is all, is all relative to where they're drafted. And I think the one player who's going to get drafted too high, um, for the production they're going to put up this year is Joe Barrow. I think he's a very, very good quarterback, but I just don't think he replicates what he did last year. Um, I think there might be a little bit of a, a step back there after coming off the Super Bowl and, and all that hype. So uh, he's the one guy I think, uh, you know, might be getting drafted just ahead of where I would be comfortable taking him just just for that, you know, quote unquote bust potential. Moving on to running backs, let's uh, let's start with the. Let me start, start start naming some here and just jump in when when you uh when you want to when you want to talk about any of these guys in particular. So, yep. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, 
DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley. So that's the top 10 right there. So uh, who, who do you like? Yeah, it's group? funny. I, so I have all of those players just kind of in different order. So if you're in a PPR league, I'm, I'm you're, you're, roll the dice and just take McCaffrey first. Um, his, his, his pass catching uh, abilities are, are, you know, really going to be important in PPR leagues. I understand why people take Taylor first in a, in a non PPR. So I actually have, you know, for, for just my general rankings, McCaffrey, Taylor, Eckler, Mixon, Cook, Harris, Henry, Kamara, Swift, Barkley. Um, I think that, you're, you know, McCaffrey injury history. Taylor's going to be very consistent. Eckler was extremely touchdown dependent last year, so I try to avoid him in drafts. Um, Joe Mixon, I, I think, can can have a great year. I, I love Dalvin Cook. I took him in, I believe, our league. Um, and then the other guy down that list, Shane, is a guy that I, I know that you're, you're high on. I, I was excited to talk to you about this, but Saquon Barkley. I believe you took him... Ninth. Tenth? Ninth, okay. Yep. So you're, you're... Well, I mean, you can go over your... your top top guys but but talk a little bit about Barkley and what you what you think he's going to do this year. Yeah, so so let me let me go through a similar exercise. So I had 14 guys that I wanted to draft within my top 2 picks, right? So um I was going to wait on wide receiver this year. I mentioned I love the depth in rounds 5 through 8. So I was really targeting two uh two running backs in my first two picks and here's where how I had them broken down. So uh McCaffrey and Taylor were in were in my first tier. Uh, after that, Eckler, Najee Harris, Barkley, Swift, Chubb, and Javante Williams. So I really wanted two guys from this group, especially mm-hmm. pick, picking ninth. I thought I had the possibility to do that. And then my my tier three was uh, Henry, Jones, Mixon, Kamara, Fournette, and then Cook. So uh, the, the tier that I really like is that tier two. Now, um, if we look at Barkley, he... His came out rookie year. I think he put 2000 total yards his, his rookie year, uh, year two injury year three comes back and has a fluke injury where he's walking backwards and steps on a guy's foot and rolls his ankle and is out four weeks. And then when he comes back and he's not the same. Now the past two years, the giants offensive line has been a piece of Swiss cheese. They have not given him any room to work. Uh, I think the first contact, uh, for him was like minus 1.4, meaning that when he gets the ball, his offensive line is getting pushed back a yard and a half before he even has the opportunity to get back to the line of scrimmage. So that all happens in a split second, meaning his offensive line is just terrible. Yeah. They're destroyed. We talked about the first guy missed though, which is, we we talk about McCaffrey and how good he is and how versatile I see him as the same player. I, I think they're the same exact player. Uh, they obviously McCaffrey's had a much better track track record, but watching Barkley, and this is probably a little homerism here from watching him at Penn state, but watching this guy live so many times and, mm-hmm. you know, really focused on him throughout his career, he has potential to be the top of this list. And I think, uh, their offensive line still is not that good, but it is improved and they've, they've done some things to address it. Uh, new head coach coming in and, uh, Brian Dable. And I think, I think this could be the year that he, he sort of bounces back and tries to earn that contract either with the giants or probably with another team. I think he's going to get paid by another team in the off season. Yeah. If you're the giants, what else do you have? What else do you got to do? Just not, uh, I, I actually you, think you that's can, why you they let you him can, go. You can ha- get him 35 touches a game, or you could just not play offense. What? What? Yeah. what, what, what I, I don't know what you're going to do. You have an awful quarterback. You have terrible receivers. What are you going to do? So, so I actually took Barkley. Uh, I took him. Tw- I had the 12th pick. I got him 12th uh, in a league last low when I drafted last time. I'm very excited about that. Um, 
you know, the other, I, I, I mentioned the other guys who kind of jump out. Dalvin Cook is a guy that I was, I was targeting. I, I, you know, I, I know that there's, there's look injury issues, but you know, you're playing running back in the NFL. That's going to be most of these guys. Um, and then Alvin Kamara, I think, you know, it's, we were talking like on maybe the first, second episode we, we recorded and I was saying he's not going to be suspended at all for the season. So, you know, I think that that could be a pretty good offense. I think he could play a big role there. I haven't really been in a position to get him, but I also like Kamara in that, in that top 10 or top, you know, 15, 15 running backs, that, um, somebody to target because it looks like he's going to play the whole year. Yeah, a few, a few of the other names that stood out to me. So uh, Swift stood out to me and mainly because their offensive line should be top five. He's that third year running back. That seems to be when uh, when some of them really have their breakout moment. I see him, you mentioned Kamar. I see him as a very similar type player. The guy that can sort of break it open at any point and can do whatever the team needs. I, you know, They, they talked about uh, Jamal Williams, I think, is their backup and really splitting carries, which sounds very similar to what they did with Kamara his first, I want to say, four or five years in the league in which they didn't really give him more than 300 touches, but the touches that he had, he took advantage of. Uh, so I, I see that very similar type approach. He's not your, your every damn running back, but he will, uh, uh, he'll get a lot of action, especially with Detroit. They yeah. should be, uh, you know, last year they were in a lot of games. So I expect them to be competitive in a lot of games as well. So fourth quarter, he's going to be in there on all passing down situations, whenever they're down, trying to come from behind. So yeah. I see a big year out of him. We talked about this in the, uh, with, with Nick Chubb in the NFC preview, right? So we looked at their over under, and I think it was eight and a half, which just jumped out to me as, as way too high. Now, if you look at Stefanski's offense, I, my guess is that Vegas is saying, you know, this team's still going to be good because they have Dalvin cook and they have a great mm -hmm. offensive line. So with that, uh, yeah, uh, Nick Chubb, and they'll hand the ball off and they'll just play a, you know, a gritty type of game that, that AF, uh, uh, sorry, the AFC, the AFC North, uh, preview. So, yep. um, you know, those are, those are two guys that I was really hoping to get when, when, in the second round, when, when it swung back around to me. All right. Now we're going to get into my, oh, I would say my favorite player in fantasy this year is Lamar Jackson. Uh, but right on his heels is Travis Etienne. So in that 15 to 30 range, I think Etienne is the best value player there. And it's for a lot of the same reasons we talked about. So with, well, with Jacksonville, James Robinson's coming off of a torn ACL, I believe. It was an ACL or Achilles. I think it was a torn ACL. So he's getting back, but he's not necessarily 100%. Um, you know, we see Etienne in, in college, of course, at Clemson and and a great pass catcher, really explosive electric player. He's got Trevor Lawrence, who he might have to be dumping it off a little bit. So I think if you're you're in a PPR league, Travis Etienne is a player that you you really want to target. You can get him. I mean, I re I reached for him in two leagues just to get him, and both times somebody said to me, like, "Damn, I, I wanted him so bad. I was I was going I was going to grab him my next pick." So I, I mean, you might I don't I, you know I I don't know that he's much of a secret at this point, but but he's a guy that I'm absolutely targeting. I think that he could have a huge huge year catching passes and rushing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a guy that was very successful in college. He was drafted highly coming out of uh, college into the NFL, and he got hurt in the preseason, right? Like yeah. that—that's just a killer. Now, uh, the good news is he didn't have to deal with the whole Urban Meyer scenario that happened in Jacksonville last year, <laughs> uh, so that is a blessing in disguise. But that's—it's um, a player that really has the potential to be one of those sort of league winners, right? Because you're not mm -hmm. having to give up the top four uh, yep. rounds of draft capital to get them. It's really that like, when I look at guys that I think really can win you the league, it's, it's those guys in like the 
you know, late four to, to six type of range where guys you draft there that jump into the, the top of the conversation. I mean, last year, Cooper cup, right? You yep. get Cooper cup. He's in the fourth, fifth round. Um, and he ends up being the league winner. You have him on your team and, and you're set. So ETN. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he could have another, a, a big year. I think, um, Elijah Mitchell out of San Fran could be another, a similar type of player. He, uh, won the job last year. He beat out Trey Sermon who they drafted higher than him, who ended up getting cut by the team this week. And the Eagles picked him up funny enough. Uh, now if you look at what they have, they have a great offensive, uh, great head coach, right. Offensive scheme. And they have a, you know, a top tier offensive line. So you, you mix those things together with a running back that they seem to trust. And I don't really see where the downside is, is in him, except, you know, we talk about this all the time. I'm trying not to talk about too much because it's it's the same for any running back it's injured, right? All these running backs have been injured and, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen to some, you know, they're going to miss a few games each year. Let me give you let me give you three players I have right around that that Elijah Mitchell uh, tier and just just rank them in, in terms of who who you would want most to the least of these three players Mitchell uh, Damian Pierce AJ Dillon. Okay, so I, I actually take it all three of them at different <laughs> at different points. Yeah, so I actually have it exactly like that. So I have um okay. Mitchell Pierce and and Dylan last. Now, um, Dylan was the one that I'm just you know he's. I'm just not, I'm not sure what to expect out of Green Bay's offense. I sort of stayed away from Green Bay's entire offense this in the entire draft. I was trying to get um, Lazard late, Mm -hmm. but besides that, I was, I was staying away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think at different times, like I, I've always looked for, for those guys. They always seem to show up when I'm looking for another running back. And I, I think I, I think I've taken Mitchell one draft, Pierce one draft and Dylan one draft. So uh, hopefully one of those guys pop for me outside of that, anyone kind of in that, you know, uh, yeah, 30 on tier that, that you like, or even maybe 25 on, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's a few guys that jump out. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I think is, is going to have a, is still going to have a role in Denver's offense. Plus if Javante Williams gets injured, he's probably the best backup in the league to have in terms of being able to step in and, and just take over. Um, Stevenson is uh, a guy to, to just keep your eye on up in new England. I think there's a chance that mm-hmm. last year he played in the first few games. I think he lost a fumble in the first or second game and then was benched for like four weeks, uh, by, by Belichick. So I think he, there's a chance yeah, he's, that he he's goes one in to and, do that. Yeah. It goes in and steals some of the, 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 um, uh, share away from Harris, uh, a few other guys, just to mention quickly, uh, Pollard in Dallas, uh, Elliot mm. just didn't look himself last year. Pollard looked like he had the most like bolt, uh, and the most, um, explosiveness of that running back group. So I think he could be a, a guy to watch out for. And lastly, this yeah. is more of a long shot, but James cook drafted, uh, for the bills. If you think about what Buffalo went through last year, they're pretty much going between Singleton, uh, and, um, and Moss for a uh, single Terry and Moss for a uh, majority of the year. And both of those guys at different points where they're starting running back. So for them to spend draft capital, I think he's a third round pick to take a running back. It makes me think that yeah. they're not confident in the guys that they have. So early in the year, he might not be that big of a standout, but I see him as a guy that they might really try and work into the offense and try and let him earn the role. So yep. uh, just guy, keep your eye out on. Sleepers for me, uh, Tyler Algier in, in Atlanta, um, Zamir White in Vegas. 
um, and Cleo Herbert in Chicago. I think those are all guys that could have larger roles in the offense kind of as the season unfolds. I, I took Zamir White with the uh, 13th, 14th round pick, I think, at a couple drafts. So uh, those guys that I think can can pop and, and just have bigger roles in, in, in offenses that, you know, might might be uh, a little stat. Well, not not White, but uh, but Algier and Atlanta. And, of course, uh, Chicago could be not great offenses. They could have a bigger role. For Joe Simonera, I'm Shane Curran. That's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, and always bet on yourself. Philly and the Over is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe?